This is She Sparks Tech, a podcast about women who take technology to heart in their careers. We will explore stories about women who think creatively, find new directions, solve problems, and chase passions, all through technology. I'm your host, Casey Bertelsman, and I am excited about showcasing amazing women and their careers, covering both expected and unexpected directions to expand our idea of tech careers, and in hopes of inspiring each of us to think a little bit bigger. Eleanor, it's great to have you here with me today. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Good morning, and thank you very much for having me on your show. Yes. I mean, I have so much I want to talk about. The career you've been creating for yourself is absolutely amazing. You do a lot of work in the construction industry. Can you share your educational background and how you ended up there? Of course. I started off thinking I would be an architect and what a delusion that actually was. So my (laughs) initial degree was in architecture and I realized that I am a creative, but not in that conventional sense. I do have a part of me that is quite structured and I'm able to see an end product, break it down into everything that we need to do. And that's what construction offered me that opportunity. So based on the conventional intelligence that I had at the time, I pursued my master's in construction management and I entered into the construction industry, passionate, rearing and ready to go. And around five to six years of my career, I was doing well. And, you know, people would look and say, Eleanor, how do you have this successful career? But inside of me, I, something wasn't in alignment. I wasn't someone who would fit in and I still do not fit in standing out as my absolute prerogative. And a lot of things as to how the industry happened and how careers actually evolved didn't make sense for me. So this all came to a head when I found myself one morning staring out the side shed window, which had bars on it, and it felt like a mental prison for me. And I realized this can't be it because I also got to a point in my career when I felt so meek, I felt diminished. I had lost my sense of self completely. And it was that turning point, which I realized there was a chasm in my own development, which I had to go solve for myself first. And that's what I did. And that's how I was really able to bring that level of development and focus back on the person when it comes to construction, because in the industry, there is such a fallacy that technical skills will save your career. And that as long as you keep on working on projects outside of yourself, you're going to do really well. But that certainly wasn't the case. And what it does, it leaves people unfulfilled. It leaves people lesser than what they actually are. And like waves hitting a cliff shore over a really long period of time, you lose your sense of self. And that is absolutely no way to have a career. I'm trying to process everything you just said, because you just like hit full force First question, but I love that I love that you did because you can tell that that's what you're passionate about and that's what you love. And so that feeling is what led you to um, your founding of the construction coach, correct? The construction coach came as a universal download. I I'm someone who always needs more. It's not sufficient for me to just do a nine to five or in construction seven to seven, whatever it is. <laughs> It's, it's insufficient. So as soon as I graduated, going back a bit, I started tutoring. But with me, the tutoring conversations very quickly turned into the how-to when it came to the careers part. Mm-hmm. And 
moment, I realized, well, if one pe- one person is asking me, two or three or I ask these questions, how can I actually reach more people? So I started asking myself much better questions. And it was during a time in early 2019, it was April, we had a break from work. I had We had 10 days off because of the shutdown and everything that was happening. And mm-hmm. I was then working on a very horrible project from every single perspective. And I finally had some mental space. It was during that time when the universe downloaded the idea of the construction coach into me. And that was 11 o'clock at night. I was up till 5 a.m. that morning registering an ABN, trying to figure out a website. I filled a notebook with ideas as to what it could be. And I didn't know that that would actually be the vehicle which would get me to where I am today because it turned out that the construction coach is Australia's first construction coach. And I don't mentor, teach, train, anything that is technically related. You'll never hear me explain how precast goes up. It's everything to do with the mindset, heart set, skill set, and soul set of the individual. Because when you look at the industry, what is an industry? It's a system. What is a system? Mm -hmm. System is a sum of its parts. What are the parts? The parts are the people. You want to create structural changes in the industry. It has to start from the inside out. But the individual also needs to be transformed from the inside out. Otherwise, it is just tactical and it is fleeting and it doesn't actually create any lasting change. So it was the construction coach and wanting to really bring a different perspective into career development into the industry which led me to go to certain events, which allowed me to meet my mentor, which allowed me to discover my thought leadership pathway and really expand from going from just a construction industry professional to an internationally recognized thought leader in the construction industry. So, you know, it's something that you put a lot of time into. It's developed. It, I'm sure it's helpful to so many people. What is... I guess, what would you say a target market is? What are your clients asking themselves to know if it's the right kind of fit? Of course, in the thought leadership model of entrepreneurship, branding is a very important part of what we do. And I have quite a distinct and dominant de- distinct and dominant brand, which really attracts people who want to be in my world, but it very distinctly also repels people who don't want anything to do with it. And that is fantastic because when you go out into the entrepreneurial journey, there can be a common misconception. I have to be someone for everyone. Otherwise, how can I actually be a success? Mm -hmm. What I first thought would be my target market versus what and who I end up serving now are two different things. And I'm so glad that I got that clarity. Otherwise I would be chasing rather than attracting. And they are two very different energetic states. I have different levels of mentoring and programs and solutions, which all attract different type of people at different stages in their career. But fundamentally it comes down to one thing. It's people with ambition. It's people that want more. My training isn't the fluffy feel good that is based on surface level. It's dense, it's deep, and it actually requires people who want to do well in their career, who Mm -hmm. don't to have an average career and to do what everyone else wants to do and to go down all the conventional routes, which of course gets them conventional results. So first and foremost, it's for people who have ambition and drive because you cannot teach people how to have ambition and how to have drive. If someone doesn't want it, if they don't actually want to move and they're married to their comfort zone, you can't fix that. You just absolutely cannot fix that. And people think that they can. Well, it might be temporary. 
because you know everyone is wired differently. So we really focus on people who have that as a minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could total. I can totally understand that because there there are so many paths in the construction industry. You can build wonderful careers and have affluent lifestyles, but you might not be as high reaching or high achieving and that's fine for different people, but having that unique pathway, so you don't do three years to this and then three years to that, you know, what's your trajectory and finding the best way to get to that's very important. And construction industry is, it's its own ball game without a doubt. Very much so. So where along the journey of building the construction coach, did you start your podcast? The podcast came at least eight to 10 months into the journey because a podcast is a byproduct of my philosophy, of my brand, of who I'm trying to serve. So I had to really work to get a lot of clarity on that first. And that took at least eight to nine months. But I know that how you know, what what I'm looking at my person, my speaking is my absolute superpower. So it's speaking and writing. So it was a natural evolution for me to say, well, how can I actually reach more people that's going to actually come from podcasting? So I looked out then at the time into the construction world of podcasting, and I have a spreadsheet that had 46 podcasts that were available at the time. They were very technical based. Some were not even in operation. Some were again, very sporadic in their episodes. So I said, what can I, how can I add value into this world? And that's how I came up with the concept of constructing you. Because when you look at the people, when you look at buildings and you have a tendency to ask who built this, the name is that of a company. But who are the people who had the vision? Who are the people who actually made these projects come to life? So I focus on exemplary leaders and industry titans in the industry to show the successful journeys of others because it is my duty as an industry leader to show people what's possible in the construction industry. Because when people come up through conventional pathways, that worldview is very limiting and it is very narrow. But the podcast is also premised on the ethos that first you become and then you achieve. The people who have this exemplary success on their own terms, because success means something to everyone else, Mm -hmm. it is mentally on their own terms, they've had to become a certain type of person. They're not the people who live in fear. They're not the people who do not roll the dice on themselves. They are people who have backed themselves. They're people who have a belief system that supports what it is that they want. So the podcast actually gets people to hold up a mirror to themselves and say, hang on, am I anything like this? Not in terms of personality, because you only need to be more of who you are, Mm -hmm. but in terms of the characteristics and attributes that are at a minimum required to achieve massive career success on your own terms. I love that. So, you know, you're, you're highlighting people that some of us may not know names of, you know, we know famous architects and not necessarily companies for a handful of buildings in a city because it's that token building. Are, are you highlighting just construction companies or do you highlight architect, engineer, any of the engineering team? What does that look like? Mostly people in the construction development, the development and closely related industries. But I do look at people based on their merit, based on their achievement 
and their trajectory, how far they've come. So there are people who have been in, you know, the non-for-profit sector. So it certainly bleeds into other sectors. Mm-hmm. But it's you know I look at the individual. What have they actually done? Because even if you look at people who have been in the industry for twenty years, that may not mean much because it could be one year of experience repeated twenty times. Yeah, that you know tenure is not an achievement within itself. How have you actually added value to other people? Have you actually done something out of convention? Have you followed your own dreams? Have you been able to achieve something so unique that other people haven't? So it's looking at people through the lens of achievement first. I like that. That gives opportunity to people of all ages and not necessarily age, but um, experience level because your first job could be the hardest job on your career that you will ever experience. There's that great variety there. And so you have, you know, the coaching, the podcast, and you're also a best-selling author um, your book, Constructing Your Career. When did that come out? It was August 14th, 2020. And it was by far the most brilliant day that I got to experience last year. Only in a world which you create can you actually experience such high highs. And I didn't even know you could feel such a high, which may sound a bit sheltered and, and whatnot, but it was higher than any other high you know this is you know unraveling who my person was like that was electrifying but being able to look at my world and go that I I did this I was actually able to do that but also create a book that is one of a kind there is no other book that pieces together what it is like to work in the construction industry via looking at it from a holistic sense or having success from the inside out but a book that very gradually allows you to piece together, okay, these are all the things that I actually need to do that are unconventional as well in their career intelligence. So the book came out last August and, you know, it might be a best-selling, which is fantastic, but what's most important is best impacting. And the feedback that I've been able to get, I remember someone posted a post, it was early in the morning, And they wrote that they came home from their shift at 11 p.m. at night. They were up till 5 a.m. reading the whole book cover to cover. And to get such, like to be able to instill that in someone else is phenomenal. I had someone else who writes a blog in the industry and the title was, should you read the book? And my heart skipped a bit. I'm like, should you? And they gave such an incredible detailed review. Like they actually sat there and I know to write this piece would have taken them so much time. And, you know, I have clients that have come to me that said, you know, Ellen, I've I've read your book. I, I need to work with you and to see them transform. It's just been phenomenal. The power of a book is absolutely exemplary. Yet the irony is, you know, people think that they can get the benefit of the book without reading the book, but that's not how book works. You actually have to read in order to benefit from it. That is one principle that you cannot reverse. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I can't imagine how great that feels. I know we've all, maybe all is not the correct term, but a majority of people have found some kind of book that they've sat down and you have to tear it out of your hands. And for that to be your book to someone is amazing. That's, I mean, as kids, a lot of us think of the idea of publishing a book as something that's so far off Um, and seeing it come to fruition probably in the middle of a pandemic was just 
a very surreal experience. So congratulations. Thank you. And absolutely, you know, I do truly believe that everyone has a book within them. And I also had aspirations, very fleeting and high level ones that, you know, I would love to write a book, but I could only do it when I'm 60. And when I have decades of experience Mm and I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but to be able to do that within, you know, one year of my own thought leadership journey just proves that if you actually spend, if anyone spends the time to do the inner work, to understand their message, their philosophy, who they're serving, what their brand is, and to work on that, you know, brand asset that is an extension of themselves, you can achieve anything fast. Yes. For sure. And so you, you know, it was fairly early in your career when you were looking for something a little, you know, you were looking for more, you were looking for that fulfillment. Do you have advice for, um, you know, anyone starting their career to just to learn how to reflect on how they're really feeling about things? The one question that, that's a great question, thank you for asking, but that can really be distilled into one type of question and that is, what do you want? What does an individual want? At the start of my career, I remember a stark moment, my then mentor asked me that question and I was someone who I thought I had ambition and I was really career driven and I love construction, so on and so forth. And I was posed that question and I couldn't answer it. I could not align one ambition to answer that question and it struck me and I didn't do anything with that immediately it came later on which I started really exploring and thinking about that but what happened was I didn't know what I wanted so it was very easy for other people to impress their ambitions their perceived opportunities onto me and that's what cumulatively allowed me to arrive at a, at a destination which really had nothing to do with me mm-hmm. For people to really figure out what it is that I want against all titles, against all conventions, not based on thinking of the past, but actually connecting with their heart set and their soul set and thinking about what is it that makes me come alive? You know, if this was my last week, what would I actually want to be doing? And I'm pretty sure no one would say I want to be stuck in traffic to go to a job that I hate with people that I can't stand. So it's really thinking about what does your heart actually desire? You can answer that question for yourself and then actually start doing whatever it takes to make that come into fruition. Life is going to look a whole lot different. And, you know, I was reflecting on your question while you were speaking and I'm like, how do I know what my options are to even want? Um, Because you have some subset put in front of you when you pick a degree you have a job and you're like okay these here are the cards on the table Um, these are your options but that's not the reality there's always so much available beyond that and finding the right way to understand what all those opportunities realistically are more than you could ever imagine I'm sure that's the hard part for so many people that's right, because what most people do, they build it from the outside in. So, you know, I have, I've had people that come up to me and say, hi, Lana, this is a great opportunity. For who? You don't know my person. So how, who are you to actually assess if this is a great opportunity? So to actually assess opportunities, because you're right, there is an absolute influx of opportunities out there from becoming a tech billionaire to a philanthropist to an anything. I mean, 
it's a conversation within itself, Mm -hmm. but your basis for all decision-making is your person. So you actually have to know your person. What is it that makes you come alive? What is your unique combination that you are best suited to? I know that speaking and standing out and mentoring and thinking, that's my natural state. That's my prerogative. So if that's my natural disposition, it doesn't make sense for me to go and try and fit myself into a corporate box that has a very technical job and then to try and play the corporate game. That doesn't align with my person. So when people are assessing options, they actually need to assess what actually suits my person. And people may have ambitions to become a billionaire. Fantastic. Are you actually made to become that? Because they are a very ultra unique type of person. That's why there's not that many of them. It's possible. But, you know, to become a tech entrepreneur or a tech billionaire, that's a whole different type of person that someone who wants to teach and mentor and connect and shift the heart and minds of people. So the more that you know about yourself, that's how you can actually make really good decisions for yourself. I appreciate that response for sure. That's I'm, ref- I'm just personally reflecting through all of it because all everything you're sharing is so valuable. Do you have resources that you recommend to people who are starting to go through that journey? Yeah, there's a plethora of literature out there, both in terms of book, in terms of podcasts, in terms of even content, you know, free content that is out there. People only need to have that little bit of resourcefulness. There's no lack of resources. There's only a lack of resourcefulness, but that takes time. And I did start going through that journey of you know podcasting and learning, and, and I delved into into so much, but that still was only you know ten percent of what I what I know now and what I experience now. The fastest way to get to where you want to go and to the time and and to some extent the challenges and the fogginess and the lack of clarity is to align yourself with a mentor. Find a mentor who has the results that you want because then you can actually lean into the experiences of other people and you're not wasting time because money you can make. There is an infinite amount of money. There is no shortage of money in the world, but there is a limitation on the time that we have. So in order for me to get that clarity, I knew that I wasn't going to spend or invest 10 years. I needed it now. And by getting a mentor, I got that 10 years of experience in one year by bypassing it and leaning into someone else who had the exact results that I wanted. That's great advice. I know, you know, all industries focus on mentorship, but I definitely think construction, engineering, that whole area, it makes such a big difference because problems and errors that happen in construction, some of them you don't get redos on. It's safety, it's lives, it's so many pieces that you get one shot and being able to learn from people technically and then beyond technically is crucial. Absolutely. I mean, what's the alternative? To slog it out, to struggle, to stay stuck. And that's the reality and the alternative that most people actually do accept. And then they wonder, why am I not where I want to be. Why don't I have all the things that people have? Well, you didn't do a fifth, a tenth of what they actually did to get there. For sure. And so 
let's say, you know, someone has the mentor, they are starting to see maybe where they want to go. You know, at what point would someone consider working with you? What is that alignment for your programs? First thing, people have to be done with their own excuses and to be done with being so comfortable staying where they are. If it's to work with me or any other mentor, you have to actually want to change. You actually have to come to the starting line. That's all that you have to do. A mentor can take you through the journey, but if you didn't actually come to the starting line, you won't make it to the finish line because you don't even have that commitment to yourself, let alone to someone else. And a mentoring journey isn't one where someone is going to drag you along. We're going to push you. We're going to support you. We're going to get you, you know, do everything that we can to get you the results. But you have to actually want that in the first place. And the level and type of training that I do, like I said, it's not fluffy. It's dense. And obviously this conversation, you know, it was, you're sitting there going, I need to process this. Imagine hours and hours of this in a mentoring program. It's dense and it's dense for a reason because to have what other people don't have, you need to know what other people don't know and you also need to do what other people don't do. So it is really for people who are willing to also do the work in order to get the results. That's really, really important. And of course, it's people who, again, have that ambition. You have to actually want more and you have to be very much okay with doing what other people won't do, again, to have what other people don't have. Mm-hmm. That's great. So honestly, that's the list of questions that I had hoped to go through and the kind of the conversation that I wanted to have. Is there anything else that you would like to share? I think listeners, whether they're listening to this podcast or any other, take action. The transformation actually comes from the execution and taking action has two prerequisites to it. Number one, it has to be immediate. If you're going to do something in 12 months time, well, A, you've lost 12 months time, but you've also lost the effects of compounding that would have come had you actually done something earlier. So action has to be immediate, but it also has to be massive. You know, doing going to a networking event, that's not a massive action. That's still possibly very much in people's comfort zone. It's safe because you can go home and nothing changes. Action needs to be massive. Otherwise, you are still too close and too attached to your comfort zone to actually create quantum leaps and massive changes in your career. So people really need to take a stock take of their life and get to a point in time sooner rather than later that they're done with their own excuses because opportunity is not going to be around forever. You know, for me to have done what I've done in the construction industry, very well-timed because now, you know, people are catching on to to podcasts and whatnot, that's fine. No one will ever be me and no one will ever have my brand. But there's a certain time, there's a window of opportunity, but your excuses will be there until death do you part. That's very, very valuable advice. And this was a really great conversation. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me. If people are looking to find you on the internet, where can they do that? All over it. I'm on Instagram at Marsha underscore on LinkedIn, Eleanor Masha, and my website for all pathways and opportunities is eleanormasha.com. Perfect. I'll put all those in the show notes so people can find them. Uh, Thank you again for joining me and for taking the time to share all of the amazing things that you did. I'm sure I'll be thinking about them all weekend and picturing what's what I want.
I'm glad it was of value to you and your audience. Thank you very much. I enjoyed the conversation. This episode with Eleanor was an absolute joy to record. It was actually one of the big motivators, conversations, catalysts for me exploring deeper into what I wanted to see come out of my career and my future. And I hope that someone else finds it just as inspiring whether you're looking to really dig in where you currently are or you're trying to think bigger because there were so many opportunities out there. We talked about several things that I have linked in the show notes, so be sure to check those out if there's anything that interested you that we spoke of. And if you are loving She Sparks Tech, please rate, review, and subscribe and share this episode with a friend who would love it. Thank you so much, and I will see you again in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers.